Hello, you're listening to Bricks and Mortar from EG with Sarah Jackman. My guest today is Neil Truick, Director of True Surveying, a small surveying practice based in the Northeast. Neil became ASOC RICS qualified in 2020 following the completion of a diploma in residential surveying and valuation. However, residential surveying isn't Neil's first career. He joined the real estate sector after working as a secondary school maths teacher and prior to that in the recruitment sector. Neil, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, pleasure to have you on the podcast. You spent a couple of years teaching secondary school maths. What prompted the move into real estate? I'm from a family of teachers, so it had always been probably where I thought I would end up. However, within the first couple of years of teaching, there was no way that that was going to be something I was going to hang in and do for 30 years. I started trying to look for an escape route. It's a funny career teaching. It's rewarding at the right times. It's so difficult at the moment. I guess I was going into to staff rooms at dinner times and I was seeing teachers who were in tears because of their job. I thought, that can't be me for the next 30 years. What, what else can I do? Surveying had been on my radar for a little while. It was something that when I used to work in recruitment, it was a job that I kept stumbling across. And every time I rang a surveying company up to see if they were looking for any staff, the answer was always, no, not particularly. But if you've got a surveyor, we'll have him. That straight away, sort of light bulb went off in my head and thought, oh, that's a nice industry to work in. But then when I tried to find these people, there was never anyone available. Everyone always had jobs. So I kind of thought, that's another big green tick in the box. That definitely looks like a career I'm interested. So I'd done a little bit of digging and a friend of mine, he'd already done the Saba course sort of a year before me. I just thought that sounds that sounds perfect, really. That would definitely be something I could do. I dropped down to do supply teaching. What that gave me then was the freedom to have a couple of days off each month to go to the classroom based learning that you had to do. And I made the Saba course work for me and it fit in well with what I was doing as a teacher. You mentioned Saba, that was obviously the course provider, but tell us a little bit about the course itself, what you were doing on the course, what appealed to you about the residential valuation side of things. Prior to Saba, I mean, I've already got three degrees. The academic side of the course suited me. Saba is similar to a degree, but it's not as long. You can do it quickly. A lot of it is self-learning and online. And at the end of it, you come out with a qualification which carries the same weight as a degree. So at the end of the Saba, you get a level six diploma, which is the equivalent of a degree. So I was in a job that I wasn't happy in. It's amazing how quickly you can go and what you can do when you're when you're trying to change career and, and move fast. So Sava is typically you can qualify in two years. I actually qualified a bit quicker than that. There was a few things went in my favour. One, I was getting a lot of time off with teaching. Then COVID hit us. I had a lot of time in the house where I did my Sava case study as sort of full time. Maybe about 20 case studies to do. Most of those involve surveying a house. So it's really helpful to find a mentor. I luckily had a mentor who was local and I had to go out and survey houses with him. From that, I could go and take those houses that we went out together. I'd take my own photos and do all my own site notes while I was on site. And then I'd write them up for my case studies, which would go to Saba. 
So luckily when lockdown hit, I already had a pool of, of houses I'd already been and surveyed. So I had enough to to do all my case studies with. And then I just sort of get my head down and do that. And at the end of that, you do a couple of exams. And assuming you pass those, you get signed off and you the RICS make sure you're an asset RICS surveyor. And so tell us about what those first steps in into the world of surveying look like for you. I mean, it started off with me shadowing an independent surveyor. And once I qualified with Sarver, I, I felt it was right to go and work for a bit of a bigger company and see how it was all done from that side of things. So I went and worked for a company based in Stoke who they were expanding. They took on a few new surveyors in different areas in the country to sort of spread their net. So I, I became their sort of Teesside and Northeast surveyor. Now, I worked there for probably about 18 months, maybe. And then sadly, they went into liquidation out of the blue. So none of us were expecting that to happen. We So that kind of forced my hand a little bit. So that that made me have to act quite quickly to decide what to do as my next move. Your LinkedIn goes very, very hot when stuff like that happens. There was a lot of people messaging. I got offered a lot of a lot of opportunities and, and chance to go to interview for other companies. So I kind of knew I, I would get another job, but I was getting married in a month. I mean, there's never a great time to lose your job, but when you're about to pay for a wedding must be right up there as, as, as bad as it gets. I just did the maths. I thought I'm going to have a month of interviews. Then I'm off on honeymoon. By the time I'd start, it'd be another month. And then you're going to work a month in hand. That's going to be three months before I get any money. That wasn't really an option. So I just decided I would start business on my own and see what happens. But I, time wasn't on my side. So normally if you're going off on your own, you probably work at a company and you have all this going on in the background and you and you'd have your website built and you'd you'd be ready for a second you go live, everything gets rolled out and everything's all polished. I didn't have a, the opportunity to do that. I just got to shell the company up as quickly as I could. So I got myself registered on company house. Rick's regulated, got my insurances and a survey writing software and then off I went and then as soon as money yeah. started coming in I built a business around that we started getting a bit more polished got the website up and running in a few months. A strength of mine when I worked for a previous company was I was really good at generating my own work. I had a lot of good relationships with estate agents, solicitors, mortgage advisors it just took straight off from within a couple of weeks. Mm. I was soon as busy as I was working for another company. I'd only been going for seven months and I won an award for Best New Sole Trader, which after that, then my star really rose. And that suddenly started getting me a lot more business locally. A couple of other awards sort of followed in Enterprise Awards in the Northeast. And once you start getting noticed like that, it really does cement your your status and yeah then work just seems to keep coming. And tell me a little bit about what you do day to day I mean you're obviously working exclusively on the residential survey side so tell me what it looks like for you week on week. So a typical day for me at the moment would be typically two level two which used to be known as home buyers reports uh, so two level two surveys I would do both of them in the morning then I'll come back to the office and write those two surveys up. On top of that, now I work on my own. I've got to deal with all the inquiries from people who are 
wanting potential surveys. So I'm making a lot of phone calls to those. So it's a bit of sales, I suppose. I'm I'm selling my service. Mm-hmm. Then people who do book those in, I then become the admin guy. So I'm then sending out the invoices, sending out terms and conditions, checking payments that have come into into the company and recording those and logging those. I run all my account spreadsheets, so I, I'm I'm doing all the accounts for the company, and then on top of that, I've got to put my marketing hat on and and do a little bit of marketing. There's always something to do, and I've I've got one of those brains that when I'm really really busy, that always seems to be when I have my next big idea. When normal people would think, let's just do what we've got to do, and then go to bed. That's not how my brain works. My brain goes, oh, I know you're dead busy, but should we do this so yeah we, we never really stop but it's a typical day for me if I could really manage it I would sort of go to work at nine and be finished by five a lot going on there and you're obviously drawing on a, a lot of skills as well um in terms of bringing it all together as a sole practitioner tell me what you enjoy about working in property the variety so I like the sort of hybrid role it gives you. I mentioned before, I probably class myself as an academic. There's still that side of a surveyor. You've still got to produce a a well-written report that you do when you get back after the the initial morning. But I like the fact that on a morning I can go out. I'm out and about. I meet people. Surveying properties, I always class it. It's a little bit like Spot the Difference. That's a fairly fun game to play. You basically get taught what a perfect house should look like, how is a house built, how it should be built. And once you have that image in your head, your job then is to go over people's houses and spot the differences, find all the things that aren't perfect and then. And then zoom in on them and and find out why they're not perfect, how they can. So I like that. I've got a curious mind, so I do quite like finding things that are wrong, finding reasons that things aren't right. and then I think we all, to a point, anyone who tells you differently is lying. I think we all like to be able to pass our knowledge down to somebody else and sort of boast on, oh, we've spotted this, this is wrong. Can I tell you how to fix it? I think it's um, it's massively magnified in the surveying world. If I text any of my surveying friends and say, I don't know what this is, do you know? You'll always get a reply if they know straight away, I know what the answer is to this. So that that in itself is quite nice. It's nice to be able to help people in that sense. Not everybody is an expert on houses. I definitely wasn't before I started surveying. So yeah, to be able to sort of hold people's hands when they're buying a house is it's a nice thing to do. It's a scary thing for yeah. most of us. It's the biggest purchase we ever do in our lives. Most of us, if we've got common sense, don't do it very often because it's stressful. So you might buy a house and then not move again for another 10, 15, 20 years, at which point you've completely forgotten everything you did the first time round and you need guidance and that that's sort of where I come in and I like to speak to the clients and that's something you maybe can't do as if you're working in a corporate company there's maybe not those opportunities I'm an independent I, I can do whatever I want ultimately so what I like to do is I would do the survey I would speak to the person when they're booking it in I'll explain how it all works ask if they've got any concerns then after I've done the survey I'll ring them again and we'll have a chat and I'll tell them what I found. So I don't just assume that people read your report anymore. If I send them a hundred page report, 
most people are probably bored after the first five pages. So that after call, after survey call is is really vital. And I think people really like that. And you can quickly summarise if everything's OK or if there was a particular area of concern, you can zoom in on that. Tell them what it was you found and then go to your report and read what you wrote about it. See the pictures that you put in and it all sort of knits together. And I think that makes sense to them after after you've had that chat, whereas maybe if you just sent them the, the report and expect them to understand what I've written, it, it can sometimes get lost in translation or they might read it as a lot more serious than it maybe is or vice versa. They might not think it's very serious when it is really serious. So that's probably the bit I like about the role. I like talking to people yeah. a lot, not just locked in an office, tapping away on my keyboard all day and never speak yeah. to anybody. You mentioned a couple of times relationships with agents and, you know, reaching out to your community and people knowing the answer to things. Just how important was your network when you were establishing your business? It was essential. Probably the scariest bit to anybody, anybody who is going to go and set up on their own. There's two questions, I suppose, that, that everyone will ask themselves. And I did exactly the same. And the first one was, am I good enough? I haven't got anyone I can ask or anyone who can tell me if I've done anything wrong once you go on your own. But you quickly realise you're never on your own in the surveying community. There is always people who will help you. There's there's a survey hub, which is on sort of Facebook and LinkedIn, which is very, very useful for, for things like that. And yeah, if you've worked for another company, I've now got a network of, of lots of good people who who I'm friends with from work now and you can always send a WhatsApp photo to any of them and say have you seen this before what do you think that is everyone helps each other so that that's really useful I guess the second question you ask yourself when you're setting up on your own is where's my work going to come from am I going to get any work and that's the other scary bit do your jobs keep coming and the will as long as you've done a good job for people people will always then recommend you to friends and family so I get a lot of repeat business that way I I get on well with the estate agents and, and people like that which as well there's a bit of stigma between there's a myth that estate agents don't like surveyors and vice versa I'm I'm working hard to break break that um conception because it, it doesn't have to be like that I sometimes there's problems with houses there's nothing you can do do about that and just think if you communicate with your estate agents as well and you they might have a house that keeps falling through but if you actually just say well the reason why is i've just done it and it needs a new roof did you know they might know they might they might not have any idea of that at least if you at least if you can tell them this is why it's not going to fall then everyone's okay you're just being factual you're just doing your job and you can do it in a nice friendly way and that's how i tend to tend to do things um same with solicitors yeah. and speak to them and then it goes both ways they sometimes ring me with queries so they might yeah. ring me say oh we've got this it needs this doing will this cause a problem and I'll answer it and I'll help them and then when they know they can ring me that that's a rapport straight away built so that's what we tend to do there's there's also there's other things you can generate business for um there's a lot of panels that will pass work on to you which when I first started I was using them um Luckily, I'm in a I'm in a nice position now where I don't have to to take on any panel work. I'm busy enough with from a website generated work, from 
word of mouth from referrals from from people so you will always find yeah. work it's not as scary as you first think and how do you see your career evolving from here it's a tricky one if you ask me this tomorrow it'll be a different answer to today it changes on probably a daily and hourly basis so there's sometimes when I am super busy and I'm almost drowning and I think oh, I need to I need some staff here I could do with another surveyor I could do with somebody doing my admin I could do with someone running my accounts and then I ride that storm out for a few months and you maybe then get to the winter period where it calms down and then you think oh I'm glad I didn't probably glad I didn't take one on here I'd, I'd be worried about if I got enough work for us all then there's other times where I thought do I go really big do I start opening branches all over the country and see if we can take over the world I've changed my mind on that one I I, I don't need the world Teesside's enough for me we'll see in the next couple of years but I think um I think I've sort of hit a, a little sweet spot at the minute where I I know what I'm doing I can manage my day well I'm on top of everything I know how to do everything and I can keep keep sort of plodding along one last question Neil because I'm conscious of time for anyone listening to this today who's perhaps thinking about a career change and potentially thinking that that next step might be into property what would you say to them well I mean I'm, I'm biased but I would definitely recommend it what I would say is it's it's not you don't just make wave a magic wand and suddenly say I'm going to be a surveyor you've got to check it's the right job for you so I I love it it totally suits my lifestyle I enjoy properties I mean that came from probably buying my first house that needed a lot of work doing to it that got me interested because I had to do it all on my own so we didn't have any money so me and me and my brother-in-law he was a builder I say we did it on our own he did it our project managed I mean to get into it doing a course like Salva or a degree you don't just turn up to these courses and then sit it out and in two years time you'll be granted your certificate and you'll be a surveyor you've got to be able to put the work in and it's a lot of self-discipline to get there so you've got to do a lot of home study you've you're not in school there's nobody making sure you've handed in your work by that certain day you've, so in that sense it isn't easy but if you are that type of person who who can be self-disciplined who's got good time management is driven and wants to to sort of better themselves i'd say ch change your life because you can it's a well-paid job you can earn some really good money as a surveyor there's lots of different routes to do it as well so i do mainly residential surveys you might be more interested in doing valuation side of it or there's lots of other little branches of surveying that you can you can get lost in it and, and peel off into so in that sense it's really interesting it's full of opportunities there's a massive shortage of surveyors as well which i mean that was an incentive if for me I think the average age of a surveyor at the minute is about 56 as well so the ones we do have are going to be going soon as well so there's going to be a, a big gap for, for people to fill if, if they do get this qualification and become a surveyor so it'll be that there's going to be some serious job security hopefully in the future so that that's always nice to know you're in a job that you'll always be needed in and yeah, for anyone looking to get into it, it's, it's a good job. Every day is different. You'll never be bored. 
but you have no idea until you open that front door what you what you're going into each day so yep you've got to be reactive you've got to be able to think on your feet but as a result like i say you won't ever be bored every day is a school day you'll always learn something new i think you do this job for 30 years and you'll still see something you've never ever seen before and need help yeah. with it so that in itself is that's good and it keeps you on your toes doesn't it Neil, thank you so much for joining me today and talking me through your career journey. It's been really interesting to to hear all about your route into real estate. Really good luck in the award process. I know you mentioned you're up for another award and I ought to mention as well, you're a finalist in this year's RICS Surveyor of the Year Awards as well. So some brilliant profile and um, thanks so much for your time. That's okay. Thanks for having me. That was Bricks and Mortar from EG with Sarah Jackman. For more on developing a career in real estate, see the archive of the Bricks and Mortar series at podbean.com and the EG Radius archive at egi.co.uk.